This episode should really be called The One Without the Jackhammer. One of the challenges in podcasting is that you need a quiet space. But when there's a jackhammer next door, it doesn't come that easily. Welcome to Talatera, a podcast about freelance educators working in natural resource fields and environmental education. Who are these educators? What do they do? Join me and let's find out together. This is your host, Tanya Marion. summertime and people are getting outside and the neighbor is getting a brand new pool which at the moment uh, there's a big old rock where the pool's supposed to go so that's the reason for the jackhammer but I digress let's talk about getting outside because we can this summer and while we may never be far from our gadgets we can move away from our computers and the offices that we are all too familiar with, especially now. As you get ready to spend more time outside this summer, I wanted to share with you some resources that you may enjoy. If slowing down and making time for yourself has become a challenge, I'd like to share with you a book by Christian McEwen called World Enough and Time on Creativity and Slowing Down. If your eyeballs are feeling heavy or dry and are hurting, this book may be just the thing for you. Christian McEwen is an author, a poet, and a teacher. She opens her book by having us consider time. And she does this by telling the story of Gulliver, the same Gulliver of Gulliver's Travels. She tells us that when the Lilliputians saw Gulliver's watch, They thought it was some kind of an engine. She tells us that the Lilliputians were under the impression that this watch must have been Gulliver's god because he was always consulting it. McEwen tells us this story to make a point, of course, and her point is that Gulliver only had one timepiece, a timepiece that he would put in his pocket when he didn't need it. Well, today our relationship with time isn't quite as simple and time is not so easy to dismiss. McEwen highlights our preoccupation with time in her book. In her book, she writes, Time eyes us from the edge of our computer screen or the dashboard of our car, ticks away the minutes on the clock beside our bed. There are clocks set into our ovens, our smartphones, our iPods a pantheon of tiny, fretful gods, each one berating us under its breath for not meeting our commitments this minute. What is your relationship with time? If something keeps telling you to slow down, yet you ignore it again and again and again, then maybe it's time to read this book. I know that between work and family and homeschooling and summer activities and a whole bunch of other responsibilities, 
that it's not always easy to find time to read a book. Today, though, I'm going to nudge you on this and say that you might want to read this book. When Christian McEwen talks about slowing down, she doesn't mean just taking one or two items off your to-do list. What she means by slowing down is to slow down physically, to move slowly on purpose and with intention. McEwen encourages readers to walk instead of run, to write with pencil and paper instead of type, and to do whatever it takes to stop subjecting themselves to what she calls hurry sickness. She encourages readers to make time to speak with other people, to learn how to do nothing, to spend time with a child, to go for a walk, to learn how to look, to read a book, keep a journal, to stop multitasking, to take a break, to dream, to listen, and to be grateful. While all of this sounds simple enough to do, there is a reason why these seemingly simple acts are the focus of her 367-page book. McEwen says that our culture has either forgotten how to do them, or these simple acts have been declared to be too time-intensive and impractical for daily life. Consider this for a moment. Listening, reading, walking, too time-intensive and impractical for life. And now consider this thought that McEwen shares with us in her book. She says we live in a culture that is obsessed with speed, culture racked by strange illnesses and persistent low-level fatigue. How are you? One friend asks another. And the answer is the same across almost all categories of age and race and class and gender. I'm so busy, people tell each other, half proud and half overwhelmed. Really, I'm crazy busy. How about you? Sound familiar? World Enough in Time has 12 chapters. And inside each chapter, you'll find interesting history and research and stories from poetry, art, literary history, Buddhism, sociology, and even statistics. Each chapter features 8 to 10 short sections, and so you can dip into and out of the book very easily, and you don't have to read all 367 pages. McEwen closes each chapter with tactics that will help you lead a slower life. These tactics will help you work on your busy schedule and will help you make the changes that you need to make, changes that you probably already know are way overdue. The messages Christian sends through her book are simple. Value slowness and create an affluent of time. Are you ready? Now that you've given yourself permission to think about stepping away from your gadgets and giving yourself permission to honor time for yourself, consider another book by Christian McEwen. It's a book she wrote with co-author Mark Statman, and it's called The Alphabet of the Trees, A Guide to Nature Writing. You might want to consider it if recording time in nature 
and recording time with your family is something that you like to do. 29 writers and poets and educators contributed to the Alphabet of the Trees, and they each share ideas that will really suit any mood on any given day. McEwen and Statman published this book originally for teachers because they wanted to change how nature is approached in the classroom. However, the ideas in this book will also appeal to moms, dads, grandparents, and anyone leading activities in an informal learning environment. It is filled with wonderful ideas. And if you are an avid nature journaler, I have a third thing for you to consider as you begin your summer vacation. If you are a nature journaler or have considered taking up nature journaling, consider listening to the podcast Journaling with Nature. Bethan Burton is the host and producer of this show, and she's also the founder of International Nature Journaling Week. I've had the opportunity to speak with Bethan twice on this podcast, and I'll include links to our past conversations in the show notes. I share this podcast with you because I think you will really enjoy learning from all of Bethan's guests. Also, if you go to her website, there you will find articles written by nature journalists from all over the world who also generously share their process with readers and offer all sorts of interesting information. Summer is here and it's time to play outside. Be safe and have fun. Before I go this week, I wanted to let you know that the first ever EE Forward Summit will be held next week. As you recall, I announced this event um, at this point over a month ago, and the event space is opening on Monday. There's still time to register, though, if you're interested. Next week, educators and researchers and founders of different initiatives will gather at the summit. Now, you might be wondering what the summit is about and how it's different from other gatherings of environmental educators. Well, the EE Forward Summits are different in a few key ways. At the summit, we place an emphasis on real conversation over passive listening. And for this reason, our sessions are called conversations instead of presentations. You won't find any concurrent sessions at the summit like you do at large conferences. And this allows summit attendees to experience the summit together and in real time. Another way that the EE Forward Summit is different from other environmental education events is that this summit highlights the work of independent environmental education professionals. If you're an independent professional whose work enhances the public's relationship with nature in some way, this gathering of practitioners, educators, and professionals from different fields is for you. And we hope that you take a moment to learn more about the summit on the Talatera website. Thank you so much for your time today. I'll see you next time. Terra is a podcast for and about independent educators working in natural resource fields and environmental education. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and colleagues. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Tanya Marion.